All right, so there are tremendous amount of new changes when it comes to the abortion issue. So Missouri, Alabama, and Georgia, I believe, are advancing bills, if they haven't already passed them, to the effect that any abortion after, I believe, eight weeks or so will be uh, invalid, and, oh, sorry, a criminal, rather, it's, it'll be illegal. Uh, they're pushing far back against Roe v. Wade. Yeah, oh, and make an important point is that it'll be criminal for a doctor to perform it. So when the abortion lobby says, women will go to jail, eh, it's a lie. The women are never in trouble for this. It's only the doctors. Right, doing it's the abortion, yeah, the, 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 the doctor cannot do it. So <clears throat> what's, what's fascinating is, of course, you'd expect a lot of protests by the pro-choicers, and, and there are. But not for a moment do they uh, realize that they were doing exactly the same thing on the other extreme when it came to Virginia, Vermont, and New York, either passing bills or proposing bills to the effect of, you can have an abortion any damn time you please. Uh, and Vermont, I believe, said without any restrictions whatsoever, forget about you having to justify it by saying that it's the health of the mother. But even the health of the mother exception uh, includes the mental health of the mother. So, in other words, it's a, the exception that swallows the rule, where the mother can simply say, "Oh, this is going to be very distress, you know, very um, distressing for me, and I, and, I, and I can't and right. I can't handle this. It's just going to blow my mind, baby." It's <laughs> going to be 18 years of work that I'm not ready for. I'm just not. I'm just not ready. For, I'm not cheeky with this, <laughs> yeah. right? So, you know, and, and they can do it the day before the, the baby's born, and and it's funny because on the Facebook posts and the arguments associated with it, they just talk entirely, entirely, and I think they're wrong, but. But I, I don't want to get. I don't want to drill down on this, Ari. That somehow it's okay for a doctor to kill the baby after it is born, uh, and that that is just an absurd interpretation. And like, uh, forget about that. It's don't you think it's absurd that you can have an abortion the day before uh, the baby's supposed to be born? So that that that's let's just stick with that for the time being. So they, they talk about, I don't know, it's like, it's like I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy, right? I mean, no, you, I don't care. You well, still shot the sheriff. Well, that song last week, too. I think Democrats are doing a lot of that. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Seems to be happy on a lot of issues. Yeah, you're still guilty, guilty of murder, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's a problem for you. So they, they, they get all hot and bothered about how ridiculous it is to interpret this law to suggest that doctors can kill after the baby's born. But the reality is... You know, they can kill way up to it. And why not after the baby is born? I mean, we all agree that having an abortion the day before the baby actually is born is no different from a life viability point of view than it would be after the day that the baby is born. So come on, give us all a break, right? So let's not even go there. The point is that they're now, um, now they're talking about how horrible it is that. Alabama, Missouri, and uh, Georgia are proposing or are enacting bills that would outlaw abortion outright um, really early on. I mean, it's uh, eight weeks or even earlier in well, some cases. Alabama banned it entirely. Entirely. Unless a woman is going to die or yeah. suffer being... True physical true, health. Yeah. yeah. Georgia... And Missouri uh, basically banned it, except in the very early stages. And it's like, you found it, you're pregnant, get an abortion right away, fine. Right. That's all their law says. Right, exactly right. I mean, you, you damn well know whether or not you want to be pregnant or not. 
right? And so if you find out you missed your period and you piss on a stick and you're pregnant and the plus comes up, yeah, it's pretty, go get it it's, done. It's pretty easy to figure out. And by the way, you, you know whether or not you had sex. So, I mean, you, if you didn't have sex at all, then you have a good basis to believe that you're not pregnant, right? But if you did, then maybe you ought to check that out. I mean, I, you know, you hear these anomaly stories where a woman basically goes to the hospital not feeling well and gives birth, you know, you know, after nine months, not realizing that she was pregnant. Okay, these, these are freakishly uh, anecdotal and ex- exceptions, but they, they do exist from time to time, and they're, they're, and they're yeah. so rare that they become news, right? right. <laughs> kind of like, you know, the Ferguson story and all the, you know, white cop, racist white cop killings, I mean, it's, which turn out none of them to be racist white cop killings. Um, it's, it's a little strange. Anyway, so this is – they don't even bother talking about the fact that, you know, this might be, very well be a response to the crazy Vermont, Virginia. They, they only think about how, how evil it is that those wascally conservatives seek to undermine a woman's right to choose, a right to kill their baby inside the womb. It's very disturbing. Um, now, why is this happening? Why? I, I'll tell you. Uh, the – I think what happened is with the nomination and appointment of uh, Kavanaugh, the liberal side of the equation has gone nuts, especially on the abortion issue. And they decided that they'll get ahead of this, and they are going to create these laws, as they did in Virginia, Vermont, and New York, or at least propose them, and say, you know, we're going to make it clear that a woman has a right to choose in these states at the very least, and we welcome other states to do the same thing. Um, and that way, you know, the Supreme Court can't say can't say no. We're, we're just going to make laws availing a woman's right to choose right here in this very great state of the Commonwealth of Virginia, and so on. And that's what they were doing. They were racing to it because they knew, or they were concerned that Ruth Bader Ginsburg would also uh, retire or pass you on. Discovered that she's dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. I don't wish bad. Uh, I didn't upon her. wish anything. I said they would discover that she's been dead. Right. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> right. I think something's odd about the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg stuff. But by the way, again, parenthetically, have we seen her? When was the last sighting no, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? No. No. She, it's weekend at Bernie's. Okay. She's, I, she's I no no. But dead. when when was literally the last time anyone saw her? I think sometime in 2017 or something like that. Don't you think that the other Supreme Court justices, especially the the conservative ones would, would say something to you, the effect of, hey, you know, where's Ruth? <laughs> we, we like her. What's, what's the deal? You know, we, we're concerned about her health. You would think somebody would bring it up. I, I just don't get it. I need to check something. So we have to figure this out. But anyway, the, the theory was that Ginsburg was, gonna, was either gone or going to retire, and they couldn't afford replacing her, of all people, so liberal as she is, loving the South African Constitution as opposed to the American Constitution, uh, with <clears throat> some, even a moderate conservative, that would be just devastating for them, and they would be, they, they panicked. So I think that's the reason why they, they, they set out this slew of abortion uh, rights uh, laws in these various different states and hoped, and hoped that it would trigger in all the other states as well, including California. It did not do so yet, although I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised, actually, in California that we don't have a similar proposition, at least. Oh, we already have it on the books. It's already been law in California for like 20 years. What law? 
the, the California Constitution says signed by Ronald Reagan, unfortunately, he, and he said this is the worst thing he ever did. It, it enshrines the right up to day of. Oh, I see. So, you see, if Roe v. Wade is reversed, you're the lawyer, not me, so maybe I'm just talking out of my other orifice here. Supposedly, the abortion rights becomes a state's issue. That's correct. And so California, when Roe v. Wade uh, was decided, did this law with the idea that just in case it was ever reversed, that our state enshrined this. Right, all the way. Up it was here. a go-to but state this, if you if you if you wanted an abortion. Yeah, I but this it. is the, the context is important. This is like seventy three, seventy four, something like that. Um, this is before modern ultrasounds, so people didn't understand what, the, if you will, the science wasn't settled about <laughs> in utero uh, fetal activity. I, at you the know, time. I, I always think it's so funny. Like, I, I, I get that you couldn't get the ultrasound and technology wasn't there, but did you really have to? Wait for an ultrasound to figure out that that there's a baby that it, it, there's an entity in your womb that kind of looked like a baby. Really, you had to wait for it to actually be born before you saw. Ah, here's a baby. Did you did you think it just kind of was a, a blob that kind of manifested itself inside the womb, and then it only kind of formed at the last second into a baby? I mean, it's just the the the, the ability of people to blind themselves, to delude themselves about evil. Uh, is uncanny. It's a little bit like what happened with the Holocaust, and really a little bit. I don't want to, because I don't want to quote, equate uh, the abortion situation that much to the Holocaust. But there are parallels, and it's it's a meaningful one. Yeah, I'll do that if you're. Yeah, not yeah. Going no, no, no. We're, we're going to talk about other things too. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm simply saying that during the Holocaust, of course, people deluded themselves and they just turned off the news, as it were. When it came to any reports that something horrific was going on vis-a-vis the Jews or whatever else the Nazis were doing, they just didn't want to hear it, and they turned it off. Um, so hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, right? That's what happened. New York Times did that. A whole bunch of the other um, uh, parcels of the, uh, of the press did the same thing. So that was, that's the same thing, isn't it, when it came to the way people viewed abortion at the time. They couldn't see the baby. And so they decided that there was no baby or there was a blob of some kind in there. So, you know, it, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? I wonder, and, and this is, of course, impossible, but imagine if instead of the biology of woman being the way it is, that she instead has some sort of glass pane window above window. her, a window into her womb, and you would see the baby. I mean, it, the, everything else would be exactly the same. It would grow the same way. Uh, the development would be the same way and everything else. But you could literally see into the womb as she walked around, if you so chose. And, uh, of course, that would completely change the entire dynamic of the abortion equation, wouldn't it? It's, it's a thought experiment. But everyone knows what I'm talking about. If you were to say, yeah, I'm planning to kill this, you know, you can see it. You literally can see through they, there's, a they, they, there. there's a person in there. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's the other thing. Now, um, we, since we spoke about Roe v. Wade, I want to get to an interesting point. Um, the gay marriage ruling that came out in 2015, um, it's, it's called uh, Ober... Oberfell or something. Obergefell or something like that. It's a complicated name, but unfortunately that's the name of the case. And that decision basically said... The law of the land is that every state must recognize same-sex marriages, and we're not going to have this kind of cacophony of recognition of a marriage in one state versus another. That's the way it's going to be. And their reasoning 
was not anything constitutional, nothing. Their reasoning was times have changed. Oh, the times have changed standard. Right, exactly right. Yeah. That, that was the yeah. thrust of the decision. Wow. Times have Sounds changed. Sounds like we can get rid of the First Amendment because hate speech and now times have changed. But, uh, don't, 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 I'm going somewhere with I, this. I, so I know, wait. I know, I know. You just got my dandruff. <laughs> well, your dandruff or your dander. Anyway. Dander. So the uh, rough. The, <laughs> rough. <laughs> I can't work under these conditions. Anyway. So it was the times have, have changed standard. Like, oh, let's, let's recognize the reality of the world, and we must now uh, recognize that gay, gay marriage is just the same as, as uh, heterosexual marriage. Fine. <laughs> That's why the transgender people have pushed the bathroom singularity standard on us, because they can now have the times has changed standard. Well, sure. Well, that the end, anything goes once you say that. Wow. But wait, no. I'm going to blow your mind even more now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Everyone is talking about how sacrosanct Roe v. Wade is. You wouldn't change Roe v. Wade, would you? Oh. Yeah, I'm going there. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, so you would, you wouldn't, you know, you can't possibly change it. It's, it's, it's holy to the to the liberals out there. All right. Well, why can't we say that the times have changed? The times have right? changed. Right. With sonograms and everything else we just talked about, and the understanding of the heartbeat and what life means, we can say. You know what? The times have changed. Yeah, all the settled science. Yes. Right? They love the settled science standard. <laughs> they love the times have changed standard. Bye, Ro. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Right. That's the way. That's the way it's going to be. And and the times have indeed changed. We de- we now understand that we are a uh, we are loath to engage in abortions. We we are not a pro-choice country. We don't like it. We we think abortion is uh, is evil inherently. So. And uh, while we'll certainly make exceptions for the truly physical health of the mother, i.e., for example, ectopic pregnancies, right? That's going to kill a woman if she proceeds with that. Of course. So you, you, you can discover – the good news is you can discover that way early on in a, um, in a pregnancy. God for the sonogram. Right. right? The sonogram <laughs> can tell it to you. And, and by the way, a woman will experience pain early on yeah. with an ectopic pregnancy. So, okay, great. She goes in, takes care of that. Uh, no one's going to survive in that process, right? There ain't going to be no baby, first of all, and and there ain't going to be no mama. So you you know it's okay. Yeah, that's what's called a legitimate non-elective medical procedure. Right. Uh, not for convenience, by the way. Right. Right. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, the, the, one of the things you know, you may ask, you know, how it is that I became, uh, you know, anti-pro-choice. I think that's a fair way of putting it. How did I become anti-pro-choice and ultimately pro-life? Here, here's how. Uh, I began to realize that my veganism, in order to be consistent with it, and Ari sent me a very important article this morning about this. In order to be consistent with my veganism, because my veganism is based partially, and secondarily, by the way, very secondarily, on the cruelty to animals aspect, right? I'm, I'm a vegan principally out of health reasons. The fact that I wasn't being cruel to animals, great. No, no, no worries there. But uh, principally health. But, I, but eventually my concern for cruelty to animals was also a big factor. And, you know, because my belief is that when you treat an animal like a product you will necessarily be more and more cruel to that animal in order to lower the price of that meat, whether it's chicken or beef or pork or whatever. 
And so that, that's a, another reason why I was very powerfully against uh, eating meat. Now, what's interesting is you see these tremendous amount of protests against the Alabama, Georgia, and um, what's the other state? Missouri. Missouri. Uh, you know, states that, that promote a pro-life agenda, and they're so horrified, very, very horrified about it, Ari. And you correctly pointed out this, this, and it was your comment, actually. I really liked it a lot. You said, these, these bastards are such hypocrites. On the one hand, they're so for, um, because these people are so against the cruelty to animals, right? And then on the other hand, they're totally jiggy with killing human life. Yeah, they're totally That's what's cool going on. with being cruel to babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this it's was weird. precipitated because on the very day they engaged in these nationwide abortion protests. A bunch of idiot celebrities cut a 60-second video lambasting McDonald's for how they treat their chickens. That's where it came from, yeah. And I, of course, commented. I said, isn't it interesting, the timing here? Yeah. Are these people going to adopt some chickens? Right. Right, right, right. right. And I, I think my comment was... Is it was early in the morning when I wrote it. It was so it was so brilliant for a five a.m. comment. <laughs> it was something like, you know what McDonald's needs to tell these people that rather than slaughtering a bunch of chickens for McNuggets, we're just performing a bunch of late-term abortions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's terrible. Look, right. the fact that they care so much about chickens, as and they don't give a crap about actually human life. Uh, especially late-term abortion life. I mean, it, it's it's so inconsistent. I don't know how. It's like the Star Trek episodes where, like, I think a, a good third of them end with some computer being uh, tormented because it has a conflicting program that Kirk eventually exposes, and then the the, the computer starts, you know, smoking melting and down, yeah, yeah, melting down because it cannot, you know, you know, contemplate the concept of you know, you, you know, where uh, where Kirk, for example, says you must protect life, and yet you are not protecting life. Right, that's that was actually one of the episodes, and the uh, the computer ended up having an infinite loop, and then and it eventually destroyed itself. Well, that's the same thing here. How do you reconcile these two things, my friends? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how they recon- reconcile it. They pretend it doesn't happen. Yeah. They they pretend that uh, a baby in the womb, even up to the day of birth, is not even there. They they don't even talk about life, not life. It's as if they're not not even there. You know, the baby just pops out one day, you see, fully formed and all that stuff. And uh, before that, it was nothing, don't you know? It's 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 fascinating. And now that these states, uh, Vermont, Virginia, York, and New York, they are presenting these laws that it's okay to abort the baby up to the day of birth. You know, it's really exposing and the re- yeah, that's right. It's really exposing the reality of how horrific abortion is. They they don't talk about viability. They, this whole notion of the of the um, uh, the first trimester and everything else like that's all BS for them. They 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 they're not interested in that. They, not anymore. It was yeah. just it just was political cover back when before times had changed. And what's so interesting to me is the abortion issue is such a linchpin. There is really, if you look at how beautifully inconsistently consistent they are, or consistently inconsistent, take just three issues: guns, abortion, global warming. If you really cared about global warming, wouldn't you promote nuclear power above all else? For sure. Boom. Done. Done. Okay. If you cared about school shootings, wouldn't you 
want as many armed good people as possible. And we could argue about background checks right, right. as a standard but, to determine who's good, but will you but, want yeah. the thing that stops school shootings? Right, boom, boom done. Boom, done. <laughs> right. And if you were pro-choice, using their language, I you said you were anti-pro-choice. Right. I like to go a step further and say they're not pro-choice. They just use that as a cover. Of course. Right? It's, it's a euphemistic. Similar to the word fetus instead of baby. It's, it's Orwellian. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Orwellian twist of language. So I like to just call them pro-murder. Okay? Yeah. yeah. If you were really hell-bent on making sure from this day till the end of time vis-a-vis civilized civilizations enshrining a right to choose for a woman's as they call it, reproductive health. Again, a, a twist of Orwellian bizarre language because there's nothing <laughs> about no. the hell there. But let's just say you want to enshrine the right of women to have, if you will, a mulligan when they get jizzed and knocked up. Well, you should be the first people to say, I want firm restrictions on it. I only want the procedure done at the clump of cell stage. And there should have been a crossing the Rubicon moment in abortion technology. Yeah. And that was not RU-486, it was the Plan B pill. Right. Because with the Plan B pill, although it's a technical abortion, what gets aborted does not feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay? It literally just takes the the sperm and egg they've met and prevents them from bonding to... Uh, this is an important you thing. You always say that. You no, this that. is an important thing to note, because you would be able to have your cake and eat it too on the left, if you... If you enshrine that. All right. And, and you made that the standard argument. Okay. Because so, then you'd live up to the safe, legal, rare thing to make it acceptable to the other side. All right. I'm going to bring this back to where we, where we were. Um, look, the, the point is that if they believe so much in the sanctity of uh, chicken uh, you know, lives and not being cruel to them, then at the very least they ought not to be cruel to very young lives of uh, embryos in in a womb. That's as simple as that. I mean, it's how how hard is this to, to compare? If you think that the life of a chicken and its feelings are more important than the feelings of a uh, of a fetus inside the womb at six months, let's say, I'm just going to randomly choose a term. Uh, then then there's something wrong with you. That's you see this is the beauty of being consistent, right? I mean, as a vegan, I'm, I'm I don't want cruelty to anybody. I don't want a cruel a cruelty to animals, and I certainly I, I, even more so I don't want cruelty to humans. Humans are more important than animals. Period. It's that's it's very clear from the Bible. It's very clear otherwise. We're not supposed to be cruel to animals. That's clear too. Um, so that's part of the reason why I'm vegan. Okay, great. But you you got, I mean humans first, baby. And, and by the way, let me make this very clear, that if I, if I were stranded on an island and the only thing that was available was uh, were pigs that I could cook, hopefully, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to eat pig. That's the way it's going to go. And they're not kosher either, right? But you're supposed to survive. So humans first, animals second, and that's you're the way it works. You're going to have a very delicious lifetime of sin than if all you have to eat is Nice fat pig. So <laughs> it's not sin, you know. It's it's survival. Life life I know, is more but in important. The ideal sense is a Jew. You know, we're not supposed to eat the filthy animal. Right. Exactly. Animal. Right. Uh, the the other thing that's so interesting is, do you? Let me ask you a question. As a as a toxic masculine harboring conservative <laughs> white male with yeah. of privilege, do you wish harm 
to those you disagree with politically? Of course physical not. Harm? Of course not. Isn't it interesting then that they wish physical harm to us? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're and so doesn't com- that expose They're, they're so everything. compassionate. They're so yeah, very compassionate. Because they would rather inflict physical pain on us, and they say so with their own words. Right. All white men should be castrated. All white men should be tortured. If men had abortion, they would be, you know, all their stupid rhetoric about, you know, uh, beheading Trump, hurting, you know, oh, I'll, everything. I'll, I'll perform oral sex on whoever punches that kid. Right, Remember whoever that? punches okay. that kid. Yeah. The kid did nothing. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we just want to inform people that there are other ideas that there for them to have the opportunity to contemplate. Of course. I don't even want people changing their mind necessarily because I want people changing their mind with good information. I don't want drones just going, ooh, maybe. Oh, Ari said it, thus I will think. But if people did that, it wouldn't be a very good world to live in. Of course. In the big contest between which side promotes violence and which side doesn't promote violence. I mean, we win easily. It's it's uh, it's so categorical. Now they'll they'll point out to some uh, some you know Hitler Youth uh, types in some basement in, in South Carolina. Okay, fine. That's, that, that's not a conservative though. I first, mean, my first, God. First of all, they're not conservatives anyway, but they'll still point to it. But even if somehow they were, even they had you know MAGA hats where as they're doing Zeke Hiles, which I, I just don't. I understand how that could possibly happen, but <laughs> right. but let's say okay, those like two or three jackasses who are obviously retarded in, in some way or the other. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just an, and that's no insult to uh, by the way no, to you mentally mean retarded, physically or mentally or I yeah, mean, something I mean, mentally or emotionally retarded. Yes, something's yeah. odd with these people, but they're obviously just a handful of people compared. They're a drop in the ocean compared to the massive amounts of uh, violent. Uh, rhetoric that violence rhetoric that's coming from the left. I mean, it's, it, you just can't possibly compare it. It's, I, I you know, previously I, I made the comparison. It's, it's like saying that the Sahara and uh, Seattle are both rainy places because you know Sahara has rain once in a while, you know, like once a year it, it drizzles. That's it, and it's it's not even close to to anything. But you can't possibly say that they're both the same climate. It's impossible. And so, likewise, they, they try to make an equivalence that just doesn't exist. So, but I don't blame them because to look at themselves and understand how violent their rhetoric and their actual physicality is when it comes to dealing with the other side, it's, it's, it must be painful. So they just ignore it, just like they ignore the incredible brutality and barbarity when it comes to the abortion issue. Exactly the same thing. So these people numb themselves constantly. They they even numb themselves on their very the very issues that they claim are so important to them. And look, uh, as I just as I've said at the beginning, I'm a vegan and and were I to be uh, you know, a liberal, I would say, "Hey, I'm doing the I'm I'm doing the thing that is the most effective vis-a-vis global warming because, you know, I'm I by not eating meat, you are stopping the production of carbon uh, much more so than than driving uh, all over the place, you know, constantly all day long. Yeah, you're not talking about car farts. You're talking about the fuel needed for the meat industries I'm kind of, in aggregate. Everything, everything. Okay. Uh, you know, no, the, the methane from the cows and, and otherwise. Now, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of extra grains and foods that need to be grown and harvested to feed Well, we'll disagree cows. on this because I got plenty of information yeah. otherwise. But we come to the same conclusion anyway, which is that this is, it, it takes so much Effort and energy 
to make one pound of meat as opposed to one pound, one of, pound vegetables. of vegetables. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing far more uh, to to save the planet, as it were, uh, even though I don't even believe that that's happening, that we have that kind of impact, than any of these schmucks on the left. Yeah, who, driving their Teslas. Yes, yeah. exactly right. And 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 if I were a meat eater, I, you know, I, again, I, I would say this is a bunch of garbage anyway. So, and again, by the way, no judgment on meat eating. None on my part, okay? A chacun son goût, as they say in French, to each their own. Everyone learn their own. I, I'm not... I'm not advocating the regulation of uh, of any or, the, or the, yeah. the banning of meat of any kind. Everyone needs to learn on their own. I think it'll eventually get there. I think at one point, you know, eating meat will become like uh, smoking cigarettes. You'll you'll see people eating meat in the future. Um, of course, there always will be, but it'll be much more rare than it is now. The the, the majority of people will be vegan or vegan-ish. Uh, but whatever, we'll get there. Okay? Yeah, damn right, we like it cooked rare. <laughs> exactly right. So. Uh, you know, anyway, that, that's not the point. The point is about consistency, and I can't stand hypocrites, especially when it comes to uh, human life. When you are that passionate about chickens, then you ought to be somewhat passionate, at the very least, about the um, the, the lives of the unborn. It's yeah. just as simple and, as that. And I think there's an important point to be made, which is for you and I, and I believe I could put the words in your mouth on this. Okay. The laws don't matter. It's the actions that come either because or not because of the laws that matter. Meaning, I don't care what California's abortions laws are as long as abortions themselves are minimized. So I have one of my proposals here. And if you remember... Wait, years you ago, are about to hear an Ari David proposal. You. Anyway, years ago I said I'd be totally okay with the Howard Zinn curriculum in American schools that teaches how bad the colonists in America were to the native populations. So as long. long as yeah. every American student is also taught how terrible the Marxist colonists and the Islamist colonists were to their indigenous conquer- conquerors. Hmm. Yes, right? exactly right. Yeah. And be, you know, to be, be fair. Because there's nothing indigenous about European Marxism to people from Southeast Asia, like Vietnam or Korea, right? Great point. There's nothing indigenous about Islam to the peoples of the Philippines or Malaysia or Indonesia. Even Is be- there, even right? Even better point, yeah. Okay? That's right. So <laughs> let's have that. So, though, how about this? I'll let them nationwide, even through this, the court of the Road Nine Supremes, uh, pass the New York or California abortion laws with one stipulation. Every abortion has to be televised live. Who? Who? And now let's see how many actually happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, a lot of, a lot of the reason why uh, an abortion is pursued is because the woman in particular doesn't want everyone no, to know. No, no, you don't show her face. Well, you, let, me, let, me, let, me show... fi- let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. okay. This is important, as you like to say. Okay. Oh, okay. So, you, got, you, you know, and it is my so show. you're important. Oh, oh. <laughs> as it oh, turns out, it's my the, show. He just pulled the It's My Show card. I better <laughs> shut up and listen. I'm pulling rank here. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, most of the time, when a woman has an abortion, it's because it's not convenient for her. Uh, that that's one thing. The second thing is they they don't like the stigma. Oh, you know, Sally got pregnant. Oh, well, you know, ooh la, ooh la la. She wants. I mean, all the more reason why they try to get it early anyway. There's a there's a pressure there there. But they don't they don't want to get to the point where their belly is showing. Uh, they're you know so they don't they don't want the bump in other words where people start wondering. So they they tend to want to try to get it quickly done. So can you imagine if they started insisting that you televise it so to speak, uh, then. Of course, that, that would be all the more reason to be more careful. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a little bit now. 
So, you know, it's interesting. We talk about these laws and the reason why things are the way they are. But look, people do crazy things when there is no law against it or there's an encouragement in the other direction. So let me give you two examples. One is fascism, all right, where they were basically encouraging people to turn in Jews or anybody that uh, fought the, the Reich. Uh, and the other one is eugenics, which they're very related in many ways, but we'll get to that. The point is that when you set a policy message that uh, it is good to get rid of people who have uh, defects, that you're somehow helping society, you will get people to do terrible things, right? I mean, it's, it's basic. You send that message that creates, that, that, that um, fosters a new morality where the morality says, kill those people who are defective, okay? And likewise, uh, what, what Hitler did with the Jews, you know, let's kill those people, turn them over, you're, you're doing good things for the state. That's the way it's going to be. What if, what if, you basically send the signal, look, people are a blight on the world, generally speaking. Uh, more people do bad for the world than good, and so much the better if we, we get rid of, of people. Have you been to a college campus recently <laughs> or something? It Apparently. sounds very familiar. Well, it's like Soylent Green, the movie, right? Yeah. Where they just people. scoop up people every every uh, Tuesday, I believe it is, and, and you know they, they incinerate them. And they're doing good for the planet by getting rid of these people because, by golly, there's just too many. Right, the parasites. And, yeah, they're, they're parasites. So wouldn't you get rid of termites in your home? Right? I mean, you don't, you don't think twice about that. And if you perceive humans to be just like animals, and there is, uh, there's too many of them, I mean, you know, when, for example, when there are too many deer in the woods, we allow hunters to go out and kill them for purposes of limiting uh, the, uh, this pest, right? Why, why, why not do the same thing with, with people if you send out the signal? So what if you say, look, you know, you can, you can kill people. They won't even call it murder. You can kill people if they get in your way, right? What if you made that law? Okay, you just can't be mean about it. I don't know, somehow, some sort of restriction about it, but you just kill people that uh, are in your way. All right, what's, what's wrong with that? I mean, I don't understand why that's such a bad thing if you perceive humans to be a blight on society, for one thing, if you perceive there to be too much population anyway. Uh, and after all, the government is, uh, is very, you know, sacrosanct and socialism and all that. Um, homeless people, for example, right? You know, they're, you know, they're all drugged out and everything. There's they no hope for them. They need they to need be They need to be cold. So, um, you know, what's, what's wrong with that, so to speak? There's a logic to this. It's a horrific logic. Right. But, but it's no different than what Margaret Sanger it's advocated. It's not no different. It's exactly it's the exactly same. It's exactly the same thing. Which means no different, of yeah. course. And, and you're, you're beyond right. And I was thinking with that times of change standard, think about the things that are sacrosanct. First, second, third amendment. Let's just keep the first amendment in right. at hand for a second. And a recent poll that now 70% of Democrats and 4 out of 10 of the population is open to at least some form of socialism. Okay, this means we are on the verge, thank God, for these, this, these cultural revolutionary activities going back, you know, 100 years, that people are now wide open morally to these um, fundamental transformative moments. Right. Right? And... The scary thing is you might be 
more right than you know about how close that moment we are. I mean, I'm driving to um, work today. Mm-hmm. I'm driving down Venice Boulevard in uh, West L.A. Right. near Sentinella. If those of you in the area would know this area. It used to be an upscale area of West L.A. Nowadays, that entire intersection is full of homeless people going down both sides of the street, tents right on the street. There's a high school a few blocks from there, and I saw this morning a father who is so green. He's wearing a bike helmet, and you can tell he's biking to work. And he's got his son on a bike with him, a second bike. And, they, they, you know, with Agenda 21, they've turned this former freeway called Venice Boulevard into a bike lane road. Okay, I know this might be taking some time, but it'll be interesting. It's going somewhere. You could very easily see the moral compass of this family riding down the street, encountering the homeless people, uh, blighting their path, and coming to that conclusion for the homeless people's own good. You know, and like we saw in Game of Thrones last week, and you hear tyrants all the time talk about in the call of the human beings, we're liberating them. Right. right. I, of course, of course. And so it, I think you're much closer to that than you know. And this entire abortion argument, how brutal, how vile it is, whether it's the Gosnell situation or the Planned Parenthood baby part situation, it seems like the pro-abortion movement is jiggy with all of these things. And they almost like they relish it. Yeah. You know? They, they are – it's always for the greater good, so to speak. And, you know – God willing, you're on the on the greater good side, right? Yeah. Uh, and look, it, what, what, you know, going back to what you said about the four out of ten uh, people, they they not, they not only want some form of socialism, is what you said. They actually want socialism. Yes. Generally speaking, they they have in their mind's eye this notion of everyone sharing in the wealth because you know rich people don't deserve their wealth, and you know we just need to get our fair share, so to speak. And they don't know one whit of the fact of how destructive socialism has been in the form of fascism, in the form of communism, in the form of uh, brutal regime, uh, regimes that advocated any sort of social structure like that. And at the very best, what you had, because you can always point to uh, Sweden, for example, which is no longer quite the socialist country that they believe it is, <laughs> but but you could always, but you could still point to Sweden and say they had this this benign neglect, which led to you know, hundreds of thousands of people either being killed or raped or molested or ignored one way or the other. It's pretty bad, okay, and, and leads to horrific results one way or the other. Yeah, so, sooner or later, Venezuela sooner, Sweden a little later, but it'll be the same result. Well, look, socialism, socialism will, will necessarily advance the notion of abortion. Why? Because with abortion, you get to control the population. There are only so many mouths you can feed with socialism. You can, if, if you want to make, if, if you want to make that clear, just look at the Maduro government in Venezuela, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, every every newborn baby is is another a problem another for the burden. Maduro government. Yeah. Another burden. So uh, that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it it has to be when you're talking about socialism. I want to go back to one last thing about abortion, and then start wrapping this up because it's it's such a critical topic. And I remember Ari. Um, and, and, and I want you to bring up the point that you made before, the, before our show today about how they try to cover up the pictures of abortions, right? Yeah. All right. So I remember once, a, I believe it was a priest, uh, but it was a reverend of some kind. He had a collar. And he came out to the middle of a pro-abortion rally somewhere, whatever city. And he was with the 
anti-abortion side, you know, they were, they were, there was counter-protest. And he went right to the middle of them and with an aborted fetus, or at least the appearance, I mean, it, it might have been a faked one. I think, God willing, it was a, a faked one. But it wouldn't have mattered. He came out with this, what seemed to be an aborted fetus. A dead child. A dead child. And said, this is not a choice. This is not a choice. That's all he said over and over again. This is not a choice. Ari, that moment had such an impact on me. He was so right, of course. This is, this is a living entity. Whether, whether it's fully formed is another thing, of course. But that's not the issue. This is a living entity. It's not a choice. It's not a thing that, that it could be chosen one way or, or the other. You are making a choice to terminate it, yes. You are making a choice to keep it going, yes. But the thing itself is not a choice. That is a living entity. And that was very powerful for me. Now, you had also uh, a comment about, and this is more recent, of course, where people were holding up signs Yesterday. showing how horrific, yeah. hold on, how horrific these uh, abortions were. These same people... And I want you to get into it in, in a moment. But these same people hold up signs of how cruelly animals get treated. That's right. That's okay, somehow. Yeah. Slaughterhouse. Picture. Yeah, slaughterhouse is totally fine. But when it comes to an abortion and what that looks like, let's, let's, uh, let's be reasonable here, right? Yeah. Go ahead and describe So it. this woman goes, does exactly what the priest does. She took a picture of an abortion, an actual one. A baby mangled and you know murdered in a way that's too cruel to describe. I mean, if forget serial killing, if a murderer did that to the body of a victim, they would get the death penalty for it. Right. Uh, the the amount of agony a human being would go through when that's done to them is unspeakable. So this woman gets a picture of what a baby looks like after it's aborted blows it up big enough on a big placard, and walks into the abortion rally. Now, the pro-abortion people did two very interesting things. The third thing is scream at her, but you all know that, so they're screaming at her different epithets about how you know evil and wrong she is. But they hold up their signs, and they make an effort to cover up the image, while at the same time screaming at her, that the image is a fake. So I made the point to you, um, you know, because um, we're so, uh, you know, interested in the consistency standard of behaviors. Yeah, everything's okay there, don't worry. Um, if the picture is a fake, why are they bothering to cover it up? Yeah, and the point. fact that they covered it up is everything you need to know that the image was real. It's always about a cover up with these people. They they they, they cover up socialism. They cover they cover, up, they, they, they cover up what they did to Trump. I mean, they, right. everything that they, they, they do that's that's the essence of the uh, the, the left that, that they cover things right. up. Right. Joe Biden's cocaine addicted son. <laughs> uh, the behavior of Antifa. The behavior of the deep state. The, the spying on deal. Trump. I mean, it, yeah, every, yeah, every, it goes. On. That's the essence of what they do is is covering up. They, they they even cover up their own cover ups. They you know where they they now are accusing Trump. Of covering up vis-a-vis -vis obstruction and the Mueller report, uh, you know, and the, the reason why they're doing that is only to cover up the, the fact that they have done what they did, you know, creating a false a dossier in order to justify a warrant and so forth. But let's not get down down there. They're in the business of covering up. 
They're in the business of covering up the history of socialism and how horrific it was. They're in the business of covering up the good that capitalism and America has brought to the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's uncanny. And it's so easy. It's, it's so easy to show people how good America is simply by saying, listen, look, I, I call it the look around you test. Where, oh. Right? Where you say, look, look around you. you look know, around you, right. And, and you see that airplane in the sky? America, an American invented that. Uh, you see that telephone? An American invented that. You see that computer? An American. You see that medical uh, breakthrough? An American. And so on. I mean, not, not 100%, but a good 98% of things that we enjoy today, including air conditioning, I mean, the, the harnessing ele- electricity, the car. I mean, it, it goes beyond Everything you can imagine. How clean everything is. The refrigeration, yes. plastic that keeps your food from being infested with bacteria. Bingo. It's amazing. Blue jeans. Yeah, I mean, blue jeans, rock and roll. I mean, Playboy magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's you know, you gotta admit that's pretty cool. Trump was in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, but those it's a look around you test. So you can just you know once you show that to people, they say you know what that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. You know, and your whole notion of freedom comes from the founding fathers. Thank you very much. The things that you take for granted. So it's easy to bust, boom, like that, if you yeah. just get a lefty in your face. And, and so likewise, with this placard where they show this abortion horror, uh, you know, they want to cover it. But that's a very effective tool. Very effective. Look, if, if the Holocaust, God forbid, were to happen the same way that it happened in, in the 40s, uh, we would... Rightly say, look, it is what is happening in what they call concentration camps in Poland and Hungary and other countries like that. Look, 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 look at these pictures. We've got it. Uh, and it might even be satellite photos from spy planes and such. But we've got spy stuff in there well, with, it, with GoPros or whatever yeah. you want. And, and people would say, oh, my God, this is terrible. And, they, and, and they'd be right to say that. But when it comes to abortions, they don't want to see what's actually happening. Yeah, when pictures of abortions are on the internet for all to look up. Just look it up. It's there. Yeah. It's just Google it. Yeah. If you like Google, Google it. Have you seen right. the movie Unplanned? Uh, no. This is no. the... Uh, I, I have uh, a real hard time. Now that I'm a dad, I used to be fine with all sorts of gore. Yeah. But I simply cannot watch abortion material myself. And considering that I'm pro-life... I think that it's fine. I just have a real... This is my own emotional thing. I cannot... I once um, watched part of a movie that came out years ago called Lake of Fire that showed the procedure in a documentary. And my God, I, I can't look at it anymore. I've seen it. I've, the, the still pictures are bad enough for me. And you know me. I'm a, I'm a terribly graphic, vile, you know, body person. Likes all sorts of weird, perverse stuff to look at, you know. But that I can't go there. It's too. It's too awful. But I'm pro. I'm pro life. Right. So, <laughs> your message already received. This, this but is, I recommend <clears throat> if you're pro choice, go there. What I like about the the concept, I haven't seen the movie. I'm, I'm planning to see it. Uh, is the notion that she herself, this woman, were, was herself a big. Uh, uh, Proponent and member of Planned Parenthood, yeah, big and, and, and participated in the uh, process of abortions, and then saw the cruelty of it, and of course, completely uh, changed her ways. And and that that is lovely. I think it's a really great story to tell. It tells two things. One is there is redemption for you, um, and and that you yourself can be like this person. You can, you you can in fact, uh, you know, get grace back in your life. 
by understanding how horrific uh, abortion is. Now, last point, and then I really do want to wrap up. Don't forget this image, my friends. There are many things that history has allowed in the past which allowed people to do horrific things. Uh, Hitler's uh, horrific crimes, Mao's horrific crimes that were suddenly made legal because the government in charge said it was legal. Likewise, even in, this, in our very own country, the eugenics movement, um, that was considered a, a humane thing to do. And suddenly people were doing these horrific things. It's a very important message. You, and, I, and I'm trying to say that the abortion movement, the, 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 the notion that abortions are okay, is no different than what we saw in the concentration camps, Mao's gulags and Stalin's gulags, uh, what happened in Vietnam uh, with the, the, the Viet Cong, and of course uh, the eugenics movement. These things were horrific. And to simply say, well, it's the law of the land, doesn't make it a good thing. The times are changing. Thank God we are awakening to the horrors of abortion. And God willing, 10, 20, 30 years from now, we'll look back on this time in the same way that we look back on eugenics and say, I can't believe that this very country, this country of freedom and kindness, would have allowed such brutality. But people, when, they, when they, they, they're told that something is lawful, they somehow run with it and they're okay with it and they are entitled to it. That doesn't make it moral, for one thing, and certainly doesn't make it right. That's the reason why the Bible is so necessary in all of our lives. That's the reason why we must return to God, because only with a return to God can we truly guard against this sort of uh, societal rubric where we can, we can say that wrong is right and brutal is kind. We, we can no longer have this sort of mindset. We must fight, and abortion is the latest battle. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.